0: Coming up on today's BMW Motorrad Ride & Talk podcast, an exclusive discussion about an unprecedented new M-Series motorcycle, the BMW M1000R. Take a listen. Over the years, I've had the privilege of riding BMW motorcycles all over the world. And the one thing I've come away with is that the only thing more extraordinary than the ride are the people you meet along the way. These are their stories. My name is Sean Thomas, and this is BMW Motorad's Ride and Talk. The first M we brought out was uh,
1: two years ago, the M1000RR. Hmm. And we said we want to spread out M in a way where we have some high-performance bikes.
0: Yeah. For more than 50 years, BMW has had a division dedicated to producing exceptionally high-performance vehicles for both competition and consumer enjoyment. Known as M... This series of vehicles is renowned worldwide for their uncompromising power and performance. It has only just come to pass that BMW Motorcycles has also offered an M series variant, first as the M1000RR and now with the new m 1000 R. Recently, my producer, Louise Powers, and I caught up with Dominic Blas, product manager for the new MR. After spending the afternoon riding together on the racetrack, we sat down with Dominic and learned about him and his amazing new motorcycle. All right, Louise, now that Dominic is sitting next to you, I got to tell you this story. Okay. Oh, okay. So I'm on the track earlier today on my GS, which we can maybe all agree that not a common sight.
2: Yeah. And, and it's not just a GS, it's a GS adventure. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. <that's> right. yeah. <laughs> and I'm moving as good a clip as I can go. And I managed to sneak a look behind me and I see this machine stalking me and it's this epic looking bike. And I know it's Dominic because you're not a small guy. Yeah. You're I mean, we're about the same height. What are you in meters? I'm 193. Yeah, okay. So that's about what I am as well. Six foot four. Yeah. For for those of us in the USA. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And and I was going as hard and fast as I possibly could, but you didn't look like you were working that hard. Yeah, to be (laughs) honest.
1: (laughs) It was good fun seeing the GSA being like written on the track this speed i mean we did like 45 degrees lean angle so it was a good fun for me following
0: you seeing what the gs is capable of awesome there's nothing quite like dragging a knee on any motorcycle but doing it on the gs yeah that's something special Uh, it feels really good it feels like a real accomplishment louise does that story impress you
2: Actually, it does. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. It, and actually, it was really fun to watch the two of you out there together, because you would go by, and Dominic would go by, and he was just like, he was just stalking you. It was, it was pretty great. <laughs> yeah, it was great I mean to watch. <laughs> and and you were stalking me
0: on a, a first for the USA, a motorcycle that we have never seen here for... in the flesh. Yeah. The new M1000R. Oh, that thing is epic. Yeah, it's got some some spice on it. It's kind
1: of really special,
0: and it's not just special because it's such an epic bike. It's your baby. Yeah, yeah, for sure. The product manager of the M One Thousand R. That's pretty amazing, and we're going to talk about that because, of course, I have a million questions about that bike. Um, but I want to talk about you first. I mean, you, you're clearly know your way around a motorcycle. I mean, the, the the track here is technical and it's fast, and you are moving, and that's not just the bike yeah it's also a little bit myself but
1: um yeah i mean i'm into motorcycles since i'm like i had my first 125 i live in brief motorcycles so that's why i'm getting along everywhere on um, off-road on road i just enjoy it
0: and have a good time and you know that's such a significant thing because before i really got to know bmw on the inside i kind of assumed that nobody there really rode much you know they were enthusiasts maybe they talk about bikes and and they obviously make very good bikes but i didn't know that they actually rode and i'm learning that the opposite is true that you guys are all pretty hardcore on bikes yeah
1: yeah definitely we all have the same passion being around bikes riding bikes yeah and some of us of course they're like picking up the base. Uh, others are more in the cruising and um, that's the good thing you know we have like a wide range of people and we try to fit them also to um, the project yeah. so you've been with
0: BMW i think you said around 2009 yeah
1: around BMW yes yeah. doing like first internship um, in in Munich at a technical
0: training um, train the trainer programs so you're basically teaching the people that help customers understand product—that's yeah. what train yeah. the, the yeah. training department is.
1: Yes, we train the trainers um, for around the world. So um, we make technical training
0: for them. Yeah. Uh, and you were on the technical side, yeah. Yes. So you were talking about, um, you know, digging into motorcycles and the inner nuances of the bikes. That's yeah. that was sort of your thing. Yes. Yeah. And it seems to me like it's pretty common to start at BMW as an intern. I met a lot of people that yeah. started there. And was it your goal to stick with the brand when you started there?
1: Yeah, definitely. So after my first internship, I was kind of convinced that I want to work for this company. And um, funny wise, actually also being a product manager was one of my dreams back there. Mm -hmm. So I'm really happy that it now worked out after doing another internship um, in
0: Canada, which was amazing. In 2009, that time frame is a very interesting time for BMW because it's when we first saw the S1000RR True. come to pass, and and here was a motorcycle that at the time, you know, all of us that had sold BMWs and loved them went, yeah, this is just, BMW makes great bikes, but they're not they're not a sport bike company, not to the level of bikes like Yamaha and Suzuki and mm-hmm. Kawasaki and like those are the bikes that are really going to take the gold but this BMW is coming out with this thing that's like good for them but then we, we changed something
1: yeah we we made our brand younger we have like the second um, step next to the GS it's like a wider range of people customers different kind of bikers and we brought the worlds together
0: I was selling motorcycles at the time that the S 1000 RR came out and suddenly we had people coming in the dealership that would never go in there unless they were with their grandparents. Like, <laughs> 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 they, were, they were in their twenties. Yeah. Like we want to see this bike yeah. that every, that's, that's beating up everybody. Yeah. It's like, it's getting all of the rave reviews and it's epic. And the thing that fascinated me about the RR in particular was the talking with the people that designed that bike and. And having them explain to me how much of the car side tech they were able to glean in order to make that develop that bike, you know, and and build that bike out, and how important that is, and that's something that manufacturers don't often get to take advantage of.
1: Yeah, that's the good thing for us uh, having on site the car side, and now especially
0: for us, also a really advantage to have M around. Mm-hmm. So, M. I want to talk about that. I'll dive into it right now if you let me, but I'm going to wait just a little. Everybody just hang out with us for a minute. I want to talk a little bit more about where you started. So you Mm -hmm. started in technical training. You're sitting at the table right now. You look pretty young. Don't tell me how old you are just yet, but I'm guessing in 2009, you were maybe 15 I was a little bit older, <laughs> <laughs> but anyhow, you were young then, and you were in technical training. But then, as an intern, as you transitioned into working at BMW, you probably moved around the company a bit, yeah.
1: Yeah, that's true. Uh, I mean, I did my second internship for BMW Motorrad Canada, which was an amazing experience. Being all the exhibitions in the winter time, doing some test rides um, at all the dealerships across the country, I did like. Ten thousand kilometers in one month
0: wow that wow.
1: uh, was so cool that's cool. Uh, so many nice people so i had a really good experience over there and um yeah after this um i worked for another company but already for for um, bmw motorrad and then i started off in the project management for actually for electromobility and the scooter side
0: ah so oh, like Irving. the c
1: evolution yeah, yeah that was like kind of their first yeah. yeah that was the first one sea evolution and we also did like uh, in a cooperation
0: with launch and uh, c400x and gt okay just a quick side story so louise and i were part of the program in the usa to help um, spread awareness about the sea evolution and we took dealers out to ride we had a, about four of them and we take them out and go riding and i was on a gs and i would take these riders from dealerships on twisty roads and I got my rear end handed to me by a guy on a Sea Evolution electric scooter. He outrode me hard. And you see, like I'm not slow. Yeah, you're a good rider. <laughs> and it wasn't quite as good then, but, yeah. but I had a big ego and it was bruised hard by the Sea Evolution. That was a tough time. Make sure that those bikes in the future are throttled back a little so that... yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, on the first, um, from 1 to 30
1: miles per hour, for example, uh, you're always quite fast on a C evolution, for example. Yeah. But then... The four cylinders kicking the ass.
2: Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, you were project management for C Evolution, but then you moved on to something.
1: Yeah, then I moved um, directly to BMW, being responsible for the quality of our cooperation project. So, mm. that means I was p- responsible for the 310 GS and R, ah. and also the C 400,
0: uh, so the C 400 X yeah. and GT in, in China. So, you're Working on this project with BMW, you've by now you've got a name for yourself doing these projects, and somebody somewhere somehow pulled you back into product management. Tell us about that.
1: Yeah, true. So actually, um, my my first boss when I was an intern in two thousand nine, two thousand ten, Christian Pignitzer. Yes, he um, was like calling me and say, Dominic, you you want to join us? You, would need somebody like you and i was like yeah of course <laughs> <laughs> i would love to but yeah. we have
0: to find the right project for me yeah it's got to be something that you're really passionate about yeah which is a wide range for you because you're a big off-road guy as well as an on-road guy yeah yeah that's that's that's
1: the special thing in the end um i like both worlds mm-hmm. and both worlds are getting good together you know mm-hmm. they they influence so training for one is also good for the other So, um, epic to, to be involved in
0: both worlds. So in business, when you're elevating your career, did you point at any particular bike and said, if you want me, it's gotta be the development of this project, or did you, did they come to you with this project?
1: no i was actually they were asking me if which projects i would love to have to come to the product uh, product management um i said there are only two things because i'm also a big off-road guy i was yeah. like either uh we do four cylinders or do we do the gs so yeah. um i'm so happy that it was in the end of the four cylinders because i think as a quite young guy i think i mm. kind of good representation for our
0: customers in this segment all right we're gonna find out your age but don't tell us yeah because we're gonna guess first louise take a good hard look at dominic and throw out a number yeah
2: okay well if i'm gonna do that i mean i would say in his 20s but you kind of have to also take the career path into consideration yeah it's a little tough so let's see 2009 that was uh let's see 13 years ago I'm gonna say you're 30
0: I'm thinking he's 35 ah uh, you kind of in between so I'm 33 Aha. Awesome. Uh, tell me I'm wrong here I'm gonna title you as the youngest product manager at BMW i I think I'm currently the youngest one but there are some some
1: good colleagues of mine we're almost all the same age so yeah. uh, we getting a kind of really young team which is really good like also consideration for the future and so on so uh we are it's a good mix out of um Young, passionate people, and also some really good, experienced mm-hmm. um, product managers. Like for everybody knows from Double R, Sepp Mechler
0: for example. Yeah, Se- uh, SAP is amazing. Yeah. And, and you mentioned Christian Pinitzer, who who I rode with um, in the GS Trophy, and and he's such an amazing, passionate guy. He's got to be yeah. really fun to work with.
1: Yeah, it's 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 amazing. That was one of the reasons I, I switched. I mean, having people around who also as a As a boss, somebody who is really understanding about every particular um, side of motorcycling being an enthusiast by himself, uh, makes the work so
0: easy. We're going to talk about the MR. I really want to, I got to ask you this first though, because as a product manager, you obviously were staring at this bike that you rode today and it was amazing, but you're also looking ahead and you're looking way ahead. And I'm not asking you to tell us about any of that. I know you can't, but years ahead you know yep. more than probably i'm gonna guess six years or more yeah and as a product manager wrapping your head around what that future looks like because evolution of motorcycles has been amazing as of late yeah. and, and with technology booming like it is it's a wild ride it must be
1: yeah you always think um cannot get better in the end you always think, wow this bike is is amazing, but then um when we always find some solutions which make bikes more attractive, and I mean, if you look at the future as you said, like six years in mm-hmm. into the future, you really have to consider a lot of environmental things around and talk about what will be the needs of the customer and yeah. who will be the customer kind of as
0: well, yeah, that's fascinating stuff. I remember selling bikes in bikes like the 1150 RT and 1150 GS. And when they come out with a, their new versions, I go, there's no way they can make these bikes any better. They're just, they're perfect. And then you ride the new one and go, "Whoop, there yep. you are. And then That's when the, the next evolution, yep. you're like, there's no way they can. Oh, okay. This yep. bike's better. Yeah. That's a big responsibility. And, and I think with the single R, in my opinion, that's a pretty iconic motorcycle for BMW. I mean, you can tie the roots of that bike all the way back to the beginning. The bare essentials motorcycle. And, and when I think of the R, I think of the Roadster. But you used a different word to describe it. I think you used the word Street Fighter.
1: Yeah, kind of. Um, I mean, now we're on a level. So it's um, we call it like the S1000 so Dynamic Roadster for us. Because it's like next level. And with the MR, yeah. um, it's more likely the hyper roadster market.
0: So crazy bikes with a lot of power. Now, I'm going to pretend that um, this is for the benefit of the people listening. But the reality is, is that this is for my benefit too. <laughs> Understanding M and its origins and what it means to be a product within the BMW Motorrad lineup. Can you help us understand that?
1: Yeah. So, um, I mean, M has this year, so 2022, uh, has its 50th anniversary. Mm. So uh, the M, actually, it's the motorsport part of the car side. Mm. And they developed then also serial cars. Mm. M stands for the strongest letter in the world. Yeah. And we are... As we talked about it, we make now young bikes for for all different kind of people, yeah. and um, so M is actually fitting extremely well into the motorcycle world. Mm.
0: Yeah, when I think of M, performance is the first thing that comes to mind. But when you buy a motorcycle, there's sometimes you buy a bike and they have an M package, yeah. and then you have bikes that are actually labeled as an M. M. Can you help yeah. us understand the difference between yeah, these two? Yeah, of course. The first
1: M we brought out was uh, two years ago, the M1000RR. Hmm. And we said we want to spread out M in a way where we have some high-performance bikes. Yeah. So what is next to um, the MRR? Obviously having the M-R, so the first uh, single R yeah. with 210 horsepower, which is now the most powerful zero dynamic roadster in the world. Wow. Which is a
0: huge thing for us. And, you know, the photos have been coming out. The photos are amazing, but they don't do the real thing justice. Yeah. Because when you see that bike in person, Louise.
2: Yeah, I I loved it when I saw it. And I saw the pictures and, and I thought it looked great. And I thought that actually looks like a really fun bike. And then when I saw it today, I was like... Oh, that's a good looking bike i even i might have to have you one of have those <laughs> so w- w- when you
0: say the name is it appropriate to call the m1000 r
1: yeah no me more, most likely like to have like uh, to say mr because i mean
0: it's <laughs> the gs it's yeah d m double sure. r or d double r so help us understand other than horsepower what makes the the MR, the MR. It's more likely a huge package
1: of high-performance parts Mm. in the end. So um, we we put in the technology with the shift cam from the new model revision S1000RR and um, used the chassis of the S1000R. So we put like both worlds together and that's... Mm. The superbike DNA of this bike is uh, bringing everything together out of both worlds. So you have a nice bike for windy country roads, mm-hmm. but you can also go on the racetrack. And um, as you saw today, it's possible to battle with the superbikes.
0: It's <laughs> <Yes, laughs> just fine yeah. with the, against the superbikes. Yeah, and and I think in the past the shifting intake cam has been something that you only got with the double R yes. and when it was in case of a four-cylinder and you never could have that with a single r of any variant from bmw so this is a first yeah, yeah. having that inch shifting intake yeah. cam which gives you this amazing range of power and torque yeah we did it actually um with the s1000r
1: we are like on a level to be honest having a roadster with 165 uh, horsepower mm. seems for being for the most people to be enough yeah but um (laughs) yeah (laughs) but um we still took up with all the competitors but um we said i mean we have all possibilities and especially with having m at the motorcycle side why not bringing it to the next level and making such a crazy but easy to ride and that's the special thing about this bike it's so nice and handling but it also can be a beast if you like to but yeah. it's rideable for everybody
0: the, the first thing i noticed when i sat on it was the handlebar position because they're it's nowhere near as low as an s1000 or an m and they're wide and it's really comfortable the way you just sort of splay out on that bike even for people our size and that yeah. bike is not i mean it's designed for a wide range of people but we're not the average size riders true this yeah. is more a louise size yeah louise
2: well, I don't think that I'm the average size rider I either. Really this, so. this bike is designed for someone in between, but actually yes. that's a, a big part of the point hmm. is that it's a really comfortable bike with a really good stance. And those bars are amazing. Yeah. I love those.
0: The fit and finish of the bike. It's so sexy. Yeah. Like yeah. all of the little nuances, the carbon fiber and the way it's painted.
1: Yeah, it's all exclusive and that's also one part of having an M bike. It's like a lot of exclusive parts. And um coming back to the point with, what is the differentiation from uh having an S1000R with M package mm. and having an M R with with and without uh, M competition package. Yeah. So um the difference is quite clear. So the m package it's more likely as on the car side it makes look the bike a bit cooler you have some mm. some 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 small improvements like uh or actually it's a big improvement having forged wheels or carbon wheel sure. the bike of yeah. course but um having the m bike we we defined that we really want to have something if you buy this bike you actually have everything already in serial you need So that was the idea behind. So M is always fully packed with everything you can think of.
0: The winglets on the bike. It's very interesting. We're seeing a lot of manufacturers go this direction. And tell us a little bit about that and its use.
1: Yeah, actually, a lot of people, I mean, uh, last two weeks we had our press launch, for example. And everybody, uh, some some people are asking, why don't you? put winglets on and do we need EM yeah. winglets the answer is yes we we actually need them to otherwise having like that, uh, that much power in an in roadster is not not too easy to combine and um to give you a, an example um the downforce we have with the winglets is at for example 220 kilometers per hour. it's almost 12 kilos wow and they're not massive they're like they look kind of aggressive um but they're not like huge but it's such a such a nice downforce you need to keep the bike above 100
0: kilometers going straight being stable. Mm. So at 100 kilometers an hour is when you really start to notice the effect of the wingless, right? And this is just downforce on the front tire. Yes,
1: and yeah. it also helps you like to go into the corner more easy and have mm-hmm. more pressure on the front wheel, which mm-hmm. is also really helpful having that much
0: power. Generally, with bikes being as powerful as they are now, the technology that is going into them, whether it be the ABS Pro or the real wheel lift detection or dynamic traction control, adjustable suspension these things have gone from being interesting novelties i think they are essential now
1: true i mean for the most people and customers they're essential but we don't um, we try that everybody can adjust the bike to their needs mm-hmm. so we bring it now to the next level i mean with having a really stoppy and mm-hmm. brake slide control on the mr yeah. um, we bring, really bring it to the next level but In the end, with the race pro modes, you can adjust it to your needs Mm -hmm. and um, for everybody's riding style. And you can also almost switch off everything if you like to.
0: Mm. And a lot of that you can adjust on the fly, too. Yeah. You know, you see the dynamic traction control adjuster right there. And then your display is showing you, you know, how much braking effort you're doing, how much the traction control is kicking in. All of that data is right there for you as you're barreling down the track chasing a GS.
1: Yeah. True. <laughs> and then yeah, you look down and um and look up to Sean again and see, oh, he's doing 45 degrees lean angle
0: on a GSA. <laughs> That's oh, quite impressive. That was good. <laughs> now you've got the MR here in the USA. It's the first time we've ever seen it. Yeah. And you made it clear and, and we understand that we're not allowed to ride it um that, that's for you and and we'll get our chance later but i i gotta admit to you you know i was looking at your suit i'm like you know i would fit in that suit yeah
2: and if i had my helmet on true. my
0: visor down they would think i was him
2: that's a really good looking suit too i really like yeah it. we
0: we discuss it afterwards <laughs> <laughs> yeah you, you don't want that um and that would probably be that you'd probably bring my gs up to 50 degree lean angle <laughs> if we switch i would try to i would try to follow you <laughs> So when you're developing a bike like the MR, I imagine there is a lot of people with a lot of passion that would like to take the bike in a multitude of directions during the development phase. Tell us a little bit about that and how you manage it.
1: Yeah, it's true. I mean, we have so many people and that's one thing I want to say first. It's a team who made this bike. Mm -hmm. It's not me. I'm just a small part of it. Mm -hmm. We are... big team of enthusiasts working on this bike and um to it starts off this bike we started off because we had the base s1000r and the s1000 Doubler. Yeah. like we started off three and a half to three, four years ago mm. and then um, we firstly define which kind of customers and uh, customer groups are mm. going to be the people who will buy this yeah and which kind of product substance we are going to bring in there. That's mm-hmm. most likely part of um, the product management side yeah. um, together with um, the guys who are doing um, the project itself. Mm-hmm. And then you start off um, discussing the needs with the development department and define how you can translate them in technical information. Yeah. And after this, um, the project team is um, coming together with, all different kinds of uh, people. From we have sales guys, we have our development guys for all four parts: so body, mm. chassis, yeah. engine, so electrics, much. and um, yeah, there's so many people involved. I mean, the yeah. the project team is more likely twelve people just being like in the regular meetings, but there are so many people around who are working on the stuff. Mm. For example um the guys who are working on the on the chassis side for doing the brake slide and stubby and control and really also riding this stuff and making it it as good so they have to go go to the limit to make this bike perfect then for the customer in the Mm. end
0: you know i I once got a tour of disney animation studios and a friend that worked there and when he took me around, something I took note of as we were seeing the sites is that the entire building was decorated with the colors and photos and ambience of the type of movie that they were making at the time. So an animator could take a walk around and see all of the sort of things and the architecture that they intended to eventually draw in or paint in or, or use graphic design into the movie. And I thought that was really interesting. Is that what it's like at BMW, do you have a room that's like full of cool? Like, you know, th- this is the person you're building this for, and this is what the imagery we're going after.
1: Kind of, um, we really have a process also together with our design department, it's a really mm. important uh, process as well. We, we we give the bike kind of a character. Mm. So for us, the MR is the urban rebel who's claiming his way because mm. it's like you are a, you have a beast in the city to show off but you also have um a racetrack bike you can be the bad guy but you can also be the good guy and um <laughs> you, so we give awesome. the bike um kind of uh, a naming and um also person behind yeah and then we define uh, in which direction we are going i mean it has to have some stage and Mm -hmm. show-off factor yeah so and then we define the needs there Mm -hmm. and then we translate it in uh, more likely 10 steps which are necessary to make this bike so Mm.
0: like uh, the top 10 of customer needs so you you've got the mr is out and it's here i know you have a lot of other products in development as well as and, and of course, you were project manager for other products in the past. You know, how has your role in this evolved over time and, and contributed to what you've made to the date and what you will make in the future?
1: Yeah, it's that's the impressive thing about this job is that you, uh, as we discussed about, you talk about really the needs, which will be there in six years. So did you find the customer needs for that time? Mm-hmm. Um, but you also, I mean, there are some restrictions you have to talk uh, in the till the bike is will be out for the customers there are so many things you have to uh, discuss because i mean you also it's a, also kind of a f- financial thing and sometimes it's not possible to yeah. do what we what we were thinking about mm-hmm. doing and um you yeah, so you also have to fight for the customer to get everything you can mm-hmm. uh, into the bike and then in the end now i'm on on the nicest phase of all this is um being around with the first customers with with the press and having the opportunity to really getting the feedback from all of them and everybody is smiling and is so happy about the spike and yeah. um, that makes us all proud
0: you know it's an interesting point you make like like at the top of BMW Motorrad, like a, when I think of the top, I think of Dr. Schramm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I've met Dr. Schramm and he's a really nice guy. He also seems like a extremely smart guy, which I'd expect him to be. But, you know, you look at the MR and I think that's not the bike that he would want. Like he, he's not going to ride that bike. That's on his daily driver. Right. But he clearly had enough understanding yeah. of your passion and vision to allow that bike to come through.
1: Yeah, uh, actually mr schramm is a huge am fan and he's a huge fan of motorsport mm. and world superbike and endurance uh, world endurance championship and he is actually one of the reasons we could make this bike mm. he, he actually is one of the most proud, proudest guys about this bike he's really also fascinated about it and um yeah, so he, he is totally into the stuff. And that's really important that we can do our jobs as we can do.
0: What do you suppose is the best way that people can see and understand better the new MR?
1: That's a really good question. I mean, you have to feel it. Mm. I mean, the first impression is like is amazing. As you said, if you see it in person, it's like yeah. so impressive. And then the nice thing about this bike is normally a bmw bike you start to ride it you like it yeah takes half an hour and then you are really convinced yeah buying it and with the mr first second you put the ignition on and you're like wow and yeah. then you go off it's easy handling and then you go on the throttle and there's so much power and wow. so it's it's one of the bikes you really sit on first time Push the button and you will, you will
0: enjoy it. Will we get to have you back here again when the next line of products in your lineup come out? Probably, yes. Wow. Because <laughs> I know you got good stuff coming. Yeah. Yeah. Soon. Oh, soon. Wow. But we're done with M's though, right? I mean, there can't possibly be more than two M's. Uh, you don't have to answer that. I'm just teasing you. <laughs> we shall see. Dominic, it was great chatting with you, man. Thanks so much for yeah. chatting with us. It was a pleasure. Yeah. Rock Thank on. you. We very much hope you have enjoyed this episode. We'd love to hear from you, so please comment and share your thoughts about this podcast. We have many more on the way, so please subscribe, follow along, and share your requests for future episodes of the BMW Motorrad Ride & Talk podcast.